Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 16, and this is God's Big Story. Season 2! <laughs> it's a story. It's big! Never boring. No way! For his glory. Always! It's God's Big Story. Welcome back, everyone. We are back, and we have reached week four of God's Big Story, season two. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. So, Marvin, did you have a good weekend? Oh, I did, Dave. Yeah, I went trampolining. Oh, I see. Well, how was that? Oh, you know, Dave. It had its ups and its downs. I see. So, yeah, was that whole thing a setup for that joke? I don't know what you mean, Dave. Well, did you actually go trampolining? Well, yeah, of course I did, Dave. I just told you. What are you talking about? Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, Marvin, it is Monday. Oh, it sure is, Dave. Hit that jingle. <laughs> it's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. Where's that verse? What's that word? Find it fast and beat the herd. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Bible Racing Monday. <laughs> Okay, so before we get to Bible Racing Fun Day, it turns out last week's challenge in Amos was a little bit harder to find than the one in Matthew, but our champion was still mighty quick. So, with a time of 13.25 seconds, Cormac Brannigan from Fort Worth, Texas, take a bow. You are this week's winner. Now, I have also received some times from mums and dads, so boys and girls, I don't know. What do you think? Should we have a separate competition for them? If you want me to pit your parents against each other, let us know. But for now, Marvin, over to you. What are we going to search for today? Okay, Dave. Well, today we're going back to the New Testament. Okay, good. Phew. That's usually a bit easier. Well, we'll see, Dave. Today we're looking for the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Okay, okay. So last week, actually, nobody beat my time for Amos. So I guess that's one week all between me and the kids. So if you're racing along with me, Bible's at the ready, boys and girls. Let's see how we do. Okay, Dave, here we go. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Find it in 3, 2, 1, go. Okay, okay, opened in Luke. All right, turn the page. Acts, current, oh, too far, I'm into Corinthians. Romans, Romans 1, Romans 8, Romans 8, 37, uh, no. Okay, Marv, how'd I do? That was 8.97 seconds, Dave. Oh, not too shabby. That was very exciting. If you listen carefully, you'll have heard me knock a bunch of stuff off my desk as I panicked. But how about you, boys and girls? Did you beat me? As usual, send your times via our Facebook page, via the website, that's woodendonkey.org, or via email to youth at edengrove.org. And remember, especially if you're a bit younger, it's just for fun, and it takes practice. I am 40 years old, almost 41, so I've had a lot more time than you to find my way around in the Bible. So, have fun, but don't feel bad if it takes you a little bit longer. And, you know, instead of racing me, how about you race yourself? Let's see what your fastest time ever will be as we go through season two. Now, I love Bible racing fun day, Dave. But let me tell you, I would not be good at it. Yeah, these hooves were not meant for racing. Right, Marvin. Today, well, we're going to finish our time in the book of Amos. Now, we're going to skip Amos chapter 8. And in that chapter, God shows Amos another picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the locusts and the fire and that plumb line thingy that we had on Friday. Yep, that's right. And this time, God shows Amos a basket of ripe fruit. Because just like you wait for the fruit to be ripe for when it's ready to eat, well, God had waited, but Israel's sin meant they were now ripe. They were ready for his judgment to fall upon them. Oh, yeah. Gosh, the bad news just keeps on coming, huh? It does, Marvin. And you might think, gosh, 
God sure seems grumpy and angry in some of these Old Testament prophets. But actually, what we're seeing and reading is not grumpiness from God. God sent the prophets to warn Israel, to call them back to himself, to urge them to turn from their wickedness. Now, he didn't have to do any of that. He could have just wiped them out. Again, that's what they deserved. So yeah, we shouldn't read those prophets and think, gosh, God sure is angry all the time. We should kind of be thinking, wow, God was so patient. He kept walking with the people, kept sending them messages, kept calling to them for so long, even though they just refused to listen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean, Dave. So today we're going to read the final chunk of Amos. And after eight and a half chapters of God laying out the sins of Israel, of all the warnings about the judgment that was coming to them, well, here in chapter nine, the book closes with just a glimpse of hope, a bright little sliver of light after eight and a half chapters of pretty gloomy darkness. Okay, all right. Yeah, that sounds good, Dave. So, well, what are we listening for today? So today we're going to read two separate sections. The first is in the final piece of bad news when God again warns them of what is coming. Now this time the picture is of their temple where they were worshipping those golden calves falling down on top of them and crushing them. They won't be able to hide from it. So God says even if they hid at the bottom of the ocean they wouldn't be safe. So my question is what does God say would happen to them if they did hide in the ocean? Okay. And then, then we'll read the good news Marvin. The hope for the future. And God talks about when he will rebuild, not Israel's temple where they worship idols, but God says he will rebuild David's fallen shelter. Now, he's not talking about an actual building. He's talking about putting a king from David's line back on the throne, rebuilding that fallen kingdom, one that will last forever. Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah, that's Jesus, huh, Dave? That's right, Marvin. So, boys and girls, what does God say will drip from the mountains in those days? Okay, got it. Yeah, so what would happen if they hid from God in the oceans? And then what's going to drip from the mountains when God rebuilds a new kingdom? That's it. And so for the last time, for a while at least, over to you, Bryn. Hello, everyone. Today we have two readings from Amos 9. First verses 1 through 4, and then continuing from 8 to 15. I saw the Lord standing next to the altar in the temple. He said to me, Strike the tops of the temple pillars. Then the heavy stones at the base of the entrance will shake. Bring everything down on the heads of everyone there. I will kill with my swords those who are left alive. None of the Israelites will escape. None will get away. They might dig down deep, but my powerful hand will take them out of there. They might climb up to the heavens, but I will bring them down from there. They might hide on the top of Mount Carmel, but I will hunt them down and grab them. They might hide from me at the bottom of the ocean. But even there I will command the serpent to bite them. Their enemies might take them away as prisoners to another country. But there I will command Israel's enemies to cut them down with swords. I will keep my eye on Israel to harm them. I will not help them. Continuing in verse 8. I am the Lord and King. My eyes are watching the sinful kingdom of Israel. I will wipe it off the face of the earth. But I will not totally destroy the people of Jacob, announces the Lord. I will give an order. I will shake the people of Israel among the nations. They will be like grain that is shaken through a screen. Not a pebble will fall to the ground. All the sinners among my people will be killed by swords. They say nothing bad will ever happen to us. The time will come when I will set up David's fallen shelter. I will repair its broken walls. I will rebuild what was destroyed. I will make it what it used to be. Then my people will take control of those who are left alive in Edom. They will also possess all the nations that belong to me, announces the Lord. He will do all these things. 
In the days are coming, announces the Lord. At that time, those who plow the land will catch up with those who harvest the crops. Those who stomp on grapes will catch up with those who plant the vines. Fresh wine will drip from the mountains. It will flow down from all the hills. I will bring my people Israel back home. I will bless them with great success again. They will rebuild the destroyed cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink the wine they produce. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will plant Israel in their own land. They will never again be removed from the land I had given them, says the Lord your God. Thanks, Bryn. So how did we do, Marv? Okay, so if they were to hide in the oceans, God said he would send a big old serpent to bite them. Yep, that's right. There was going to be no hiding from God. Okay, and then in the New Kingdom it said wine would drip from the mountains. And yeah, that's kind of weird, Dave. Drippy wine mountains? Well, it's another picture, Marvin, of a kingdom where there is plenty. There are good things in abundance, where there is more than enough for everyone who's there. Okay, yeah, well, that sure sounds good. does, Marvin. And that's the good picture that Amos ends with. He knows that there are dark days coming for Israel, that their kingdom will be destroyed, but he also knows that God will fulfill his promises. The people of Israel will not be wiped out from the face of the earth. The promised Messiah will come from the line of David, and his kingdom will last forever. Yeah, he was right. He was, Marvin. As you said, we see that kingdom arriving with Jesus. And I don't know if you noticed when Bryn was reading, but it also said in verse 12 that the people of Edom and all the nations would be brought into that new kingdom. Oh yeah, those guys again. Yep, those Gentiles, those non-Jewish people. That's like us, Marvin. Today, boys and girls, as we thank God for his amazing plan and his amazing promises that were all fulfilled when Jesus came and took his throne, let's thank him for bringing us Gentiles into his family. That's an amazing privilege that we did nothing to deserve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool, Dave. So Amos was looking forward to what God was going to do. But yeah, we get to look back and see how God did it. And yeah, that's us that we're reading about in Amos, all the nations that he was talking about. Yep, that's right. Yeah, very cool. It sure is. Oh, and you know, I almost forgot we need the professor to give us our book recap. We finished. We finished. We finished a book. <laughs> what have we been reading? <laughs> Let's take a look. What did God teach us? What have we heard? What should we remember from this part? <laughs> Of God's word. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello, Professor. So, yeah, we just finished Amos. Okay, yeah, very good, Z's. Okay, so let's read some of our recaps so far. We had Obadiah, a warning for Edom and all the nations and hope for the Lord's kingdom that will one day come. Okay, yeah? Then we had First Thessalonians, so Paul's joyful letter to a church doing a great job loving each other and following Jesus, even in suffering, encouraging the Thessalonians to live holy lives and to never forget our hope for our future in Christ. Yeah? Okay. But then we had Second Thessalonians, Paul encouraging a suffering church, reassuring them that Christ's return is coming and urging them to work hard and to keep living for Jesus. Yeah, okay, now, today we get to Amos. So, here we go, Amos. A warning of judgment to the nations, yeah, but mostly to Israel. They were abusing the poor, worshipping idols, and being hypocrites. 
a terrible judgment was coming, but there was still hope for the coming Messiah. Okay, great. Thanks, Professor. So let's read that, Marvin. A, a warning, warning of, of judgment, judgment to, to the nations, the nations but, but mostly to Israel. Israel. They, were they were abusing, abusing the poor, worshipping idols, and being hypocrites. hypocrites. A terrible, terrible judgment was coming, was coming but, but there was still hope for the coming Messiah. And, well, there we have it, boys and girls. Hopefully we know Amos quite a bit better than we did six days ago. Tomorrow, we're heading back to the New Testament and we begin our journey through Galatians. Alright, sounds good, Dave. Okay, bye everyone. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave, Josh, and Josh. For more information and further resources, visit woodendonkey.org.